0: Growing up, did you ever have a favorite teacher? Anybody? A favorite teacher? I've had many favorite teachers. Josh. Josh did. The teacher in the room. One of the teachers in the room. Um, teachers are really important in our lives. They, they help shape us. They help us to make sense of the world. They help us to expand our outlook on life. We need teachers. I can think of um, favorite teachers that I've had in different stages of my life. In elementary school, it had to have been Mrs. Allen, one of my first teachers. She had a way of, of teaching, but also loving her students while she taught. What I remember most about sitting in Mrs. Allen's classes were that no matter what the subject of the day was, whatever the curriculum was, she delivered it with such compassion, such love. I remember how Mrs. Allen made me feel as a little boy in her classroom when my mind was being expanded and new ideas were coming in, and at times confusion was associated with what we were learning. When you're a little child and you're learning new things, sometimes you can feel alone or afraid in a classroom. I don't know what they're talking about. There's a lot of uncertainty when our minds begin to be filled with new concepts, new ideas. In particular, I really struggled in school with algebra. I was a terrible algebra student. I had to take algebra one twice. It was the only class that I ever failed. And I remember feeling so frustrated in that class that I I couldn't get the concepts that were being taught, the The simple formulas that I was supposed to memorize or understand, they were not clear to me. I can think of other teachers that I admire and I I love. I loved when I sat in their classroom because when they taught, they taught with passion they weren't just teaching about history or, or something out of the pages of a, of a book. They were making the concepts that they were teaching come alive through their passion, their energy. They clearly loved what they were talking about. These teachers I admired because they weren't in love with their ideas, which some teachers are just in love with their own knowledge. They were in love with their students' growth your students' learning. And they delivered it with such energy and excitement that it made you want to learn. It made you want to go to class. But when I think of all the teachers in my life, some good, some not so great, I come back to realizing what the greatest teacher, the greatest teacher, Teacher in my life truly is. It's experience, which is often marked by suffering. I believe that the greatest teachers that we have are not necessarily the teachers that stand in front of us with concepts and ideas. They're not necessarily the grade school teachers or the preachers that we have in our lives. The greatest teacher for us is to actually live and experience and struggle and work. That is the greatest teacher for us. And I believe Jesus understood this as a teacher. The ministry of Jesus Christ was a ministry of teaching, among other things. Certainly part of Christ's teaching was healing, signs of wonder, miraculous acts, but Jesus was a rabbi who had students, disciples who followed him, all with the very clear understanding that the wisdom, the insight that Christ had as a rabbi, as a teacher, was designed to be passed on to his disciples not just for their own edification, but so that they could teach others. This is the ministry that Jesus started when he walked the earth. He gathered people around himself to come and learn, to learn about the kingdom of God, to have their mind expanded, to learn about God the Father and and the Father's heart for humanity, the heart for the world, All throughout his ministry, we find in the Gospels, Jesus coming back to the concept that he wants to teach his disciples only what he has heard from God the Father. I want to make known to you what God the Father has made known to me. This is why throughout John's Gospel, Jesus says again and again, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And whatever I share with you comes from the Father. The Father and I are one. This was his intent, to pass on knowledge, wisdom, understanding, so that the disciples could then go and make disciples. We, as Christian people, have a ministry of teaching that is central to our identity as people of faith. And it could be argued that the greatest teacher who ever walked the earth was, well, Christ. We're still telling his lessons. We're still commenting and writing about the things that he taught, his parables that confound and confuse us. We're we're still marveling at the lessons that he taught through the miracles that he performed. Jesus was an amazing teacher teacher who wasn't in love with his own ideas and his own knowledge but was in love with the idea that the people he was influencing would live different lives because of it now i know another great teacher josh right Josh is an amazing teacher who's won awards for his teaching. And the reason that Josh is an amazing teacher is precisely because what was in Christ is in Josh. Josh cares about the growth and the transformation of his students. But even the greatest teachers like Josh or like Christ understood, they understand that there is a limit to what any one teacher can teach their students. And in John chapter 16, Jesus is trying to prepare his students for his departure. Because every teacher knows that you only have a limited amount of time to influence or instruct those that God gives you under your care. This is called the farewell discourse of Jesus. It goes on for chapters in John's gospel. And by the time we get to the verse we read um, from today, Luke chapter 16, this is the fifth time in a short amount of chapters that Jesus is telling the disciples the same thing over and again. I am going away. I will not be with you forever. And today, he begins by saying, there are more things that I have to say to you. There is more to teach you. There is more to learn, but you cannot bear them now. How frustrating would that have been for the disciples? The disciples who journeyed for three years with Jesus, the disciples who were open to his... Teach us, right? How would you have responded to that? The greatest teacher ever known to humanity is telling you that there's more I want to teach you, but you can't handle it now. How would you have responded? We can handle it. Teach us, come on. If you're really going away, tell me what I need to know. Tell me what I need to know, please. But in the wisdom of Christ, I believe that he understood that their continued learning and growth could only happen from experience, from living a life with the Holy Spirit. You see, some lessons in life can be learned from a teacher who instructs, opens up concepts and ideas. Some things can be learned intellectually, and some things can only be learned experientially. And if we only ever cultivate or invest in the growth of our faith through object lessons and sermons and sitting in pews on Sunday, then we wholly miss out on learning what God wants to teach us in this world. You see, the ministry of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, necessitates that the three persons of the Trinity have to be a part of our growth and our learning. What does it mean for us to continue to learn to live and love like Jesus by walking with the Holy Spirit, going through trials, going through struggles, going through suffering, I can remember a handful of actual sermons I've heard in my life. I can remember just a handful of the core messages from those sermons. I can only remember a handful of lessons that I learned in a classroom. But I will never forget, just like you, the lessons that I've learned through heartbreak, trials, struggles, dark nights of the soul. I have learned more about God through those experiences than I think I could ever learn reading a book. Both matter. Both are needed. But for us to truly mature as Christian people, then I think we need to embrace this life with the Spirit. And here's the really uh, amazing thing that I think we sometimes gloss over. Yes, Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Christ is the revelation of who God is. If we want to know what God cares about, then we need to look to the person of Christ. That's why we have four gospel accounts. It's why we gather every week and read from those gospels. It's why we tell the stories of Christ again and again and again. But here in John chapter 16, Jesus tells us himself that the revelation of who God is would not be complete through the person of Christ, but that the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, would come to continue to reveal to humanity who God is. That is earth-shaking. The idea that there is more to learn about who God is through the person of the Holy Spirit. That means that God is still revealing God's self to us, which will confirm what Jesus taught. So how do we know something is of the Holy Spirit? How do we know the lessons that the Spirit is teaching us? Well, we're taught through Scripture to look for the fruits of the Spirit. You see, the thing about the Holy Spirit as a teacher and guide is that so much of it is a mystery, isn't it? We can't see the Spirit like we could have seen the work of Christ. We can only ever see the effects of the Spirit. I equate it to the wind blowing. You cannot see the wind blow, can you? You can't see the wind. You can only ever see what the wind is doing. Look at a tree and its branches. You can't see the wind blow through it, but you can see the branches and the leaves moving. The same is true with the work of the Holy Spirit. You can only see the effects of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And when these things are present, then we can trust that the Holy Spirit is teaching us something. What a great week it is to focus on the ministry of the Holy Spirit as we send 11 campers to camp this week. Camp ministry is so important, just like the ministry of our discipleship tours or getting out of our church on Sunday and going out into the world to live out our Christian vocation. When we leave this place of teaching and worship, we go out into the world to work alongside the Holy Spirit, to continue to learn and to grow and to be filled. And so I invite you to join me this week in praying for our campers that we'll send at our next service off to camp. These young minds that will be learning through their experience, through living a communal life together, through continuing to grow. And as we embrace this next season of our ministry together, I encourage all of us, each of us, to be open to what the Spirit is speaking, how the Spirit is guiding and leading us into the future, into the truth. And one thing we can rest assured in is that that Spirit will not only teach and instruct, but that Spirit will comfort and guide us. Though we may long for clear answers about the mysteries of life, though we may long to sit at the feet of our Rabbi Jesus, we know that we have a guide. We have a comforter revealed to us through the Father, the Son, and now in these days, the Holy Spirit. And for that, we give God thanks. Amen.